you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. Though tonight we're going to start things out with a special guest. We don't usually do guests on this show, but sometimes there are people out there that just uh, are absolutely outstanding and you deserve to know about them. This guy is uh, an author. He is a writer for the American Conservative magazine. And the name of that magazine just kind of puts me on edge because I'm not a conservative and I'm not a liberal either. So I don't want anybody to uh, to hear that and think, those darn conservatives, because what Ron Unz has to say is not something you're going to hear from the average conservative. Would you say I'm right about that, Mark? Sounds accurate. Let's bring him on here. Ron, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thank you for uh, for taking the time out tonight to uh, to be with us and hopefully field some questions from our listeners, because on Free Talk Live, we have long been advocates of freedom when it comes to human beings going and doing work and making a better life for themselves in a different place. And some people would call that immigration. And usually when we talk about immigration on this show, it's it's a fairly predictable result. Uh, the super majority of, of phone calls will be just absolutely outraged that uh, that we could possibly be opposed to the government scheme for essentially forcing obedience and cash out of uh, poor people that want to come make, most of them, want to come make a better life for themselves. There's all kinds of scary stories that they've thrown around, you know, that they're, they're killing people, uh, these immigrants are killing people. Of course, when they say immigrants, they're usually talking about Mexicans or people from south of the border. And so they talk about how they're, you know, they're murderers, they're violent, uh, they're bringing in lupus or leprosy and, you know, TB and all kinds of just scary, scary stories. There's emails that go around all over the Internet, different forwarded emails that make all kinds of just outlandish claims about immigrants. And we've just heard a whole lot of stuff on this uh, this program from our callers, and we have just vehemently defended the ideas of uh, letting people come here and, of course, ending the welfare program that is one of the major attractors for more of the undesirable kinds of immigrants. But it doesn't seem to matter what it is that we say. There are still a segment of people out there that are just – they seem to be frightened to death of uh, – of immigrants, and your your article here in the American Conservative is called Hispanic. Do you want to address any of that, or jump in wherever you think is uh, is appropriate to start? Well, sure. I mean, obviously, there are a lot of different complications in the debate over immigration. One of the issues, though, that seems to get a lot of play in the media, especially on, for example, some of the cable shows or talk radio, is the notion of immigrants, and just as you said, especially Hispanic immigrants committing a huge amount of crime in America and filling America's prisons. And there just isn't a lot of truth to that. In other words, you know, I have mixed feelings about immigration. I mean, generally, I'm more pro-immigrant. But you can certainly argue about a lot of the other issues involving immigration, for example, competing for jobs or things like that. But with regard to some of the very emotional aspects of the case, you know, the crime wave of immigrants coming in, I really looked into it, and it's basically nonsense. Well, uh, back that up. I mean, uh, what, you know, p- people claim that, uh, you know, some some states clearly are going to have more immigrants than others. Um, you know, I would think up in uh, the sort of the, the Midwest, the, the northern Midwest, there would be fewer, um, you know, Mexican immigrants as, as opposed to obviously border states down down by Mexico. Um, I mean, don't did you aggregate these across? I mean, back it up. Sure. Exactly. I mean, the whole thing about it is I, I actually 
grew up originally in Los Angeles, but uh, then I moved away a number of years ago. I had spent a number of years living in what turned out to be a fairly heavily immigrant, in fact, Hispanic neighborhood in New York, and there didn't seem to be much crime there. Then I moved back to Silicon Valley about uh, 18 or 19 years ago, and Silicon Valley is also very heavily Hispanic, and there isn't much crime here. So the real-life experiences I'd seen, it seemed very different than what I'd heard a lot about in the media. Mm. And that, finally, after years of arguing the thing back and forth on various Internet discussion forums, <laughs> I decided to sit down and actually look at the numbers. And they're really very straightforward. I mean, first of all, if you look at the percentage of people in American prisons, and since there's a lot of racial conflict in American prisons, the prisons tend to be very careful about classifying people by ethnicity so that they can avoid some of the racial tensions there. If you look at the imprisonment statistics around the United States, Hispanics are basically not any more likely to be in prison than whites of the same age. In other words, one of the factors people don't realize sometimes is that Hispanics are a lot younger on average than whites. For example, the average white age in America is over 40, while the average Hispanic age is around 27. And younger people tend to commit a lot more crimes than older people. So, you know, obviously, younger Hispanics will commit more crimes than older whites. But if you compare the figures, younger Hispanics seem to commit about the same rate of crimes as younger whites. And so, you know, again, the imprisonment statistics seem very similar. The other thing I looked at was the cities around the United States. In other words, you can check which cities have crime rates. And, you know, it's all public government data you can get off the websites. And you can also use the census data to determine the ethnicity of the different cities. And it turns out if you just go on Wikipedia, I mean, as a first cut, the cities in America that are the most heavily Hispanic tend to have the lowest crime rates in America. Mm. And none of the cities that have very high crime rates are especially Hispanic. So, I mean, the pattern on Wikipedia is pretty straightforward. And if you actually then sit down and crunch the numbers, there's absolutely no relationship between the percentage of a city being Hispanic and what the crime rate is. In other words, if you do things like cross-correlations, which are just a statistical technique for checking things like that across all the cities, what you end up with is there's absolutely no difference between the crime rate in a city based on its Hispanic percentage or based on its white percentage. And, you know, for those sorts of reasons, and also if you look at specific cities, comparing city by city, there really seems absolutely no evidence that Hispanics have higher crime rates than whites of the same age. Now, um, you know, clearly we should uh, just lock up young people instead of uh, Hispanics. Um, now, <laughs> um, I guess the one of the questions that that somebody might come up with, um, you know, on this is, well, I'm don't it's I don't have a problem with Hispanic people. I have a problem with illegal aliens, and obviously somebody who would be so bold and brazen as to break. This important law here in the United States that you can't come in without filling filling out uh, mountains of paperwork and paying the fees that uh, we have, and, yeah, and waiting the years in order to to feed your family and and take care of them. That um, obviously, you know, those people have a propensity to break laws, and it's the illegal aliens that are more likely to break laws. Do you have any uh, rebuttal to that? That's actually interesting because. One thing which everybody has agreed upon over the years, including people who are generally very critical of immigration, people who are more on the anti-immigrationist side, everybody who's looked at the data admits that illegal immigrants, or immigrants in general, have lower crime rates, many times much lower crime rates, 
American-born people of the same ethnic background. Because so they want to they stay. <laughs> you're right. I mean, you know, also, I mean, it, it, basically most people who come here as immigrants, and, you know, that really would tend to include illegal immigrants, tend to come here to try to earn some money. And they know that, you know, if they commit a crime, even a minor crime, and get caught, they're going to be locked up and then afterwards deported. So they try, tend to be very cautious about doing anything that can, you know, bring them to the attention of the authorities and end up deporting them. You know, and, Ron, so, oh, sure. go ahead. Go, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to jump in with something about the crime rates. I mean, you're talking about the comparison and how they're really, I mean, Hispanics just are not any more dangerous than, uh, you point uh, point out whites, of course, uh, are you, I noticed you're leaving out other uh, groups of ethnicities uh, there. Is, I mean, how does, uh, I don't want to bring up anybody else in, in particular, but I do understand that uh, the police some of them have a tendency to go after people that aren't white. I mean, that, I think, is is the truth. I'm somebody who used to live down in the South. I, I believe there's truth to that. Uh, and so, if if anything, there's likely a good chance that these younger Hispanic males are being targeted more often by the police uh, than uh, than white males. There certainly might be an element of truth that another thing to realize, and that's actually something I had not been aware of until I started doing my analysis, is that there's a gigantic dispersion of imprisonment rates and probably crime rates around the country, actually among whites. So, for example, oh, uh, is that a break? It is, actually. So hang on. We, we'll love sure. to get to your example here in a moment. <laughs> 800-259-9231. If you'd like to ask a question or talk to Ron Unz from the American Conservative, he is, I, I think, doing a little iconoclasm here on uh, Tell Free him Talk he's crazy. Night. Uh, you can bring up anything as well later on. You, uh, right now, calls for Ron Unst take priority at 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL. That's FTL is in Free Talk Live. And sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, though calls for Ron Unce will be given priority tonight. He is an author with the American Conservative Magazine, and he's got a, a story that is going to, I think, shock anybody out there that considers themselves conservative. And, Ron, uh, we're going to get back to him here shortly, but first, Mark needs to tell you something. The Institute for Humane Studies summer internship program is now accepting applications. There are uh, seminars in uh, Titles such as uh, Liberty and Education, Radicals for Capitalism, Ideas of a Free Society, Liberty and Leviathan, Policy from the Libertarian Perspective. There's a total of 11. They're in cities across the United States. The IHS provides meals and housing. All you have to do is get there. Deadline is March the 31st. Go to libertarianseminars.com. This is for college-age type folks, libertarianseminars.com. All right, we continue here. Uh, by the way, go to freetalklive.com. Got all kinds of features there like uh, Free Talk Live 2.0 where you can actually submit show prep ideas and essays, blog posts, and that sort of thing. Whatever it is, videos you think is interesting, and then our other listeners will vote it up or vote it down, and you can vote up and down things as well. freetalklive.com to get access to that, and it's all for free. So Ron Unts, back with us from the American Conservative magazine and so far ron 
what I've understood from you is that when you actually took a look at the numbers, because you'd heard all the claims and all the scare stories about immigration and specifically the so-called illegal immigrants, uh, and you took a look at some of the numbers, and what you found was pretty much the opposite of what was being claimed, that they're killing people and there's murderers and you know crime all over the place. And as you point out, uh, and correct me if I've gotten this wrong, but <clears throat> many Hispanics, uh, immigration, immigrants are younger. So younger people are more likely to commit crimes than older people. But when you compare Hispanics to uh, Caucasians, so, right, Hispanic young people to American young people or white white young people, you'll find that you know there's no real difference. The, the, there's no real difference. But you also said that in some cities where uh, there's a larger Hispanic population than in other cities, they're actually safer as far as uh, violent crime. That's exactly right. In other words, that's one of the reasons I became interested in the issue, because I live here in Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley is one-third Hispanic, with very large numbers of illegal immigrants, yet it has an extremely low crime rate. San Jose, which is the local big city, is actually the safest city in the United States, and it's about a third Hispanic. And, you know, that. then I looked at a few other cities, and I noticed some very interesting patterns that way. And the patterns continue when you actually look at the numbers across the entire United States. Now, one point which I was about to raise before the break, yeah. which really did surprise me, is that there's a gigantic variation among imprisonment rates among whites in the United States, which a lot of people don't realize. For example, even if you look at whites of the same age, whites who live in states like Texas or Georgia are two or even 300% more likely to be in prison than whites who live in states like Illinois or New Jersey. In other words, southern states both tend to have harsher laws and also, I think, tend to have some cultural differences from northern states. So, for example, whites who live in the New England area seem to have much lower crime rates than whites who live in parts of the South. So, you know, there certainly are variations across the United States in crime rates, but I don't see any evidence that Hispanics tend to be much different than whites who are living in the same part of the country. Now, Ron, we, I know we've got some callers here chomping at the bit to, uh, to ask you some questions. But I wanted to throw something else out there since we're talking about crime rates. And, and I mentioned earlier that uh, some people believe, and I, I agree with them, that, that cops around the country, but specifically more so probably in the South, uh, tend to target Hispanics and blacks more often than they do Caucasians. And you, you kind of acknowledge that could be possible. But one thing that they definitely do is uh, the, t- the police, I think this is beyond a, a shadow of a doubt, they target poor whites, blacks, Hispanics, Asians, they target poor people more often than they target wealthy people. I mean, you can see it all the time with the police pulling over people in, you know, beaters and ignoring the guy speeding down the road in his Lexus because they know that the rich people have lawyers and they know that they can extract uh, all kinds of cash from uh, the poor people and they just kind of mill them through the system. They offer them the the deal with the plea bargaining uh, nonsense where they're just basically extracting money from people. So really, I mean, if we didn't have – and I'd like to point something else out here. If we didn't have this insane war on drugs going on, you wouldn't even see the gangland activity that many people are so frightened of when it comes to what what they perceive of as Hispanics. I mean, you look at the uh, the American conservative magazine, the front uh, cover is of this kind of ominous-looking Hispanic. Hispanic guy. He's got tattoos all over his face, and you know he looks really uh, intimidating. 
And when people see sort of the uh, the auspices, uh, the trappings, if you will, of uh, of gang members, what whatever, regardless of the uh, the race or the ethnicity of the the gang members themselves, they get kind of scared, they get kind of frightened, and if they're in an area that's fairly urbanized, they may see more of that than they might in other places. Uh, but the fact is, those gangs wouldn't have anything to traffic in. They wouldn't have any money to make in the black market if we didn't have black markets. So that's another, I think, very important point. People are so afraid of, you know, the violence. Well, yeah, there are people out there who are in gangs of various different uh, colors that are doing violence, many times against each other. Uh, but they are doing violence, and that creates a very scary place to live. But if we didn't have government prohibition, like we did with alcohol way back when, then a lot of that violence would literally dry up within weeks. How do you feel about that? Oh, that's absolutely true. And another aspect which is, uh, you know, less easy to prove but raises an awful lot of suspicions is all of these stories about gangs, you know, violent gangs. Now, you know, clearly there are gangs in the United States. But to give you an example, probably the city in the United States most identified with having the largest number of gangs in a horrifying gang warfare, if you read the newspapers, is actually my native city of Los Angeles. I think the figure is there are allegedly 50,000 gang members in Los Angeles right now, yeah. and you know a huge number of stories in the New York Times and a lot of the major media. Now, the strange thing about it is crime rates have been falling for 20 years in Los Angeles. And today, violent crime rates in Los Angeles, which is about 80% non-white European, are exactly the same as they were in Los Angeles 50 years ago, in the early wow. 1960s, when the city was the whitest city in America. Is so, that per person? Know, yes, exactly. Okay. And that's a surprising figure. A lot of people aren't aware of it, because, you know, if you read the New York Times, you read all these stories about gang violence in Los Angeles. And, you know, it's true, there certainly is some gang violence. But the violent crime rates, things like the murder rate, are the same as they were when L.A. was considered the suburban white paradise of the early 1960s. I think one of the factors involved is the federal government gives hundreds of millions of dollars a year in gang prevention funds around the I United States. I think that's States. it, too. And cities are always looking for more money. So the more they play up their gang violence, the more money they get from the federal government. One of the things that's pretty ironic there is that for the last five years, every year for the last five years, the L.A. Times has had a front-page story about how crime rates have fallen to dramatically low levels, every year lower than the year before. They're down now to, I think, 1961 levels. And so, you know, front page L.A. Times story, early January, crime rates drop for the fourth year in a row. Then, usually a few months later, there's another series of press conferences by the local public elected officials talking about the horrors of the local gang violence and the desperate need for additional federal money to cope with the threat of gangs. Now, you know, if crime rates are dropping year after year after year, it raises issues about how dangerous those gangs really are. Well said. More with Ron Unz here uh, in a moment, and we're going to get to the phone calls next. 800-259-9231 if you've got a question for Ron Unz from the American Conservative. Shattering ideas here on Free Talk Live, and boy, do these ideas need to be shattered. They are bad ones. We're talking about other human beings. Most of them just want to come here and make a better life for themselves. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Juicy Juice, creators of the Juicy Juice Brain Development and Juicy Juice Immunity Fruit Juice Beverages. For more information, visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to staying healthy, the digestive system is a great place to start. It's 70% of the immune system. Look for kid-friendly foods that are high in fiber, like popcorn and yogurt. Prebiotic fiber helps the good bacteria in the gut flourish, while simple sugars like high-fructose corn syrup only help the bad, leading to bloating and discomfort. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. This is Free Talk Live. It is the Saturday edition of the program. We're here to take your phone calls about what you want, though. We've got a special guest this hour, so calls for Ron Unce will be given priority. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free telephone number brought to you by SACL CAI, and we want to invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. Now, we give you the things on our website for free, and one of those uh, one of those things that we give are uh, different ways for you to be kept in touch with the show, be uh, clued in to the latest about Free Talk Live. We've got our updates list. You can go to updates.freetalklive.com. That's where we do a lot of our online giveaways uh, is via our updates list. That'll get you emails whenever there's something that uh, you need to know about Free Talk Live. So go to updates.freetalklive.com, and if you like Twitter, you can do twitter.freetalklive.com or Facebook. FreeTalkLive.com and go check out InterKnobs.com. They have have wholesale prices on knobs and pulls for your drawers, for your kitchens and and bathroom, and I suppose drawers every place that you have them in your house. And um, the, the prices are wholesale prices. You can also get an additional uh, discount by using code FTL as in Free Talk Live. Uh, that'll get you eleven percent off. And they're, they have a closeout section, which you know clearance. They're trying to get rid of stuff. 50 to 80% off on knobs and pulls, plus you can use the code FTL to save, and I just found out that they've added 70 additional items to their clearance section. That means that you could remake your kitchen, uh, you make your kitchen look like new for as little as $30. Go to innerknobs.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We've got Ron Unce on with us from the American Conservative Magazine, saying some things that I think are going to uh, surprise and likely upset many conservatives, uh, self-proclaimed conservatives out there who've been essentially just taking what they hear from Rush Limbaugh or Glenn Beck or whoever it is. All of the, I'm sure it's all of the conservative hosts out there. With I the don't same, think Rush is that big on it, no? Ill- illegally immigration. Okay. Well, with personally. the same old talking points about how scary it is they're out there killing people and, mur- and, and shooting things and they're criminals. Criminals. They're more likely to be criminals. My, and it's my not favorite true. is that they eat dogs. It's just not true. Uh, In fact, Ron Unt says, run the numbers, and if you want to get all the details on what he's saying, uh, this is a fairly lengthy article in uh, the American Conservative magazine. But, uh, Ron, it is available uh, both, I guess, on uh, bookshelves or magazine shelves and also online. Is that correct? Absolutely online. You can just find it using Google. Or you can go to our website, which is amconmag.com. And is it, it's, it's uh, let's see, March 2010. So it's the current issue uh, at amconmag.com to get all the details on this, uh, you know, the, the statistics that you're citing here tonight uh, that I think are, are pretty persuasive. Of course, we're already on board. That's why we're having you on tonight. Uh, it's, uh, it's great to have you here. So thanks. We're going to get right into these phone calls. People have some questions for you. Let's start out with Scott listening in Medford, Oregon to KMed. Scott, you're on with Ron Unts. Hey, um, I just want to say that you guys are kind of glossing over the fact that 100% of illegal aliens have broke the law. That's why they're illegal. Jeez. Now, I think now, we're talking granted, about violent crimes here, aren't we, Ron? Right. Now, granted, it's not a violent crime. And I, and I probably agree that once, uh, once they're here, they're more likely to lay low. I was just thinking that crime's probably more aligned with poverty level. 
you know, that's the reason why officers are, you know, pulling folks over. That's where the patrols are. That's where the patrols are. They're patrolling in places with a lower property level. There's certainly an element of truth to that. And again, the crimes I'm talking about are not immigration violations, because just as you say, I mean, every illegal immigrant is violating the immigration laws. I'm talking about crimes like robbery, rape, burglary, murder, fraud, arson, you know, sort of day-to-day crimes. Real crimes. Crimes of the victim. Right. I mean, uh, exactly. And, you know, obviously, I mean, illegal immigration, I, I, you know, is a separate sort of issue. And, you know, certainly I don't think that there is anything necessarily wrong about America having immigration laws. But it seems to me that if it comes down to it, most people are probably more scared about having somebody shoot or rob them than about having somebody who, you know, maybe could be hired as a nanny or a gardener. And so that's why when I'm talking about crimes, I'm really talking about those sorts of crimes, especially the more serious type of crimes. Thank you, Scott, for the call tonight. We appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Illegal fruit pickers. Right. So one of the things that we will disagree on then, uh, Ron, is that I do think there's a problem with uh, with immigration laws in this country. I think there's a problem that the government even considers it its purview. Uh, If we had true private property rights and I wanted to have people from another, you know, that were born on another plot of land around the world come and work for me or live with me or whatever, and other people wanted that too, then that's should you know that should be allowed i mean the, the idea that some arbitrary bureaucrat sitting in an office somewhere in washington dc should be able to decide whether or not somebody can really make a better life for themselves i think is uh, pretty and antithetical to the ideas of freedom and that's the whole thing in other words i think it's very useful to have a debate over immigration policy weighing all the positives and negatives and ideological issues things like that but it's better also to settle on the facts first of all, the hard facts. Right. And yeah, you can't why, get back. You can't get to that debate if everybody's freaking out because they think immigrants are killers. Exactly. And you know, in other words, uh, I mean, it is true. I think that there's clearly economic job competition between immigrants and uh, native-born Americans, and I mean, a lot of factors like that can certainly be debated and discussed. But it's not good to have a debate if it's based on myths and nonsense. And the notion that immigrants are committing massive numbers of crimes in America really is more nonsense if you look at the data. Let's continue with Douglas listening to WFLA in Tampa. You're on Free Talk Live with Ron Unz. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Douglas, what's on your mind? Well, first of all, i got to say, I've been listening to this gentleman. He sounds a little bit of an, uh, like an anomaly to me because he sounds like educated, doesn't know what's going on in the real world. Myself, I've been uh, a victim of uh, violent crime, and so forth. I've had, uh, I've lost a, let's see, I've lost a relative to violent crimes to illegal immigrants. I've lost jobs. I mean, where people say, come in, and say, well, you know, we're paying you guys X number of dollars, but we could, uh, we put these guys in here. Uh, can you teach them uh, your job? Blah blah blah. But uh, to get to to get to the point that uh. Uh, what I said earlier uh, to the screener, he, he said that in uh, parts of the parts of the country where there were higher per capita uh, Mexicans, that there was less violence. Well, I used two examples. One one example, uh, seen on 60 Minutes or something a while back. Well, when you have higher per capita, that means that some get into elected offices, and those folks go in there and they say, tell the police, they look. Uh, don't mess with the Mexicans because that will look uh, that will look suspicious. That will look racist. 
can you lay off of those folks? That's quite please? a conspiracy theory. Thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. Ron, your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, there certainly is an issue of whether the crime data is reliable or not. One way of checking the crime data is to look at things like murder rates, because murder reporting is about 100%. In other words, there's a dead body lying in the street, and so the police have to be called. And the, the data on murder rates confirms exactly the data on all the other crime rates. In other words, you see exactly the same pattern of cities having high murder rates, also having high rates of robbery, assault, burglary, all of those other things. And so there doesn't seem to be any evidence that there's massive underreporting of crime and that that's responsible for, you know, apparently immigrant or Hispanic areas not having much crime because the murder rates are also very low. And, you know, I can understand where that guy was coming from in the first part of his call where he was uh, claiming that he had been a victim uh, of some uh, allegedly illegal immigrant. And but he uh, may very well know it may, may have gone to court. It's right, right. Well, what I'm saying, possible. Right, well, what I'm saying is that uh, that certainly that's possible, but that sort of taints somebody's perspective. I mean, it's a case study. It hits you home. It hits you hard. It's hard to, you know, once your family's been murdered, right. to really step back and take an honest look at a situation. Exactly. And that's why I wanted to look at the numbers, because like I said, I live here in Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley is very heavily Hispanic, very heavily immigrant, and the crime rate is very low. That raised suspicions in my mind, but it could be that it was an anomaly. And so I had to look at all the cities around the United States, look at the prison data, look at things in general, and it tended to support my impressions from Silicon Valley. Though, obviously, if I were living in Silicon Valley and somebody had murdered a friend of mine, then I would, you know, have a strong reaction. I find this science you're talking about suspect. Hang on, Ron Unz, going to bring you back here for another segment. Enough time for your call. If you've got a question for Ron Unz, comment 800-259-9231. It is the Saturday edition, and we will continue in moments. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. We're here. We'll take your phone calls about anything, though calls for Ron Unts will be uh, be given priority. 800-259-9231. And want to tell you about our website, freetalklive.com. We give you all the features there free if you enjoy this program. And you want to help out Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money and reinvest it into the show. And therefore, getting this program on more radio stations around the country into more people's ears uh, all around the Internet, all around the world, and helping uh, burst some bubbles. I mean, these are these are ideas that need to get out there. The idea that uh, essentially there's a bunch of bunk going around about immigrants in this country, a bunch of fear mongering, scaremongering crap. And uh, Ron is with us from the American Conservative Magazine to uh, talk to us about that. We're going to get back to him in a moment. The 58th. Annual running of America's legendary Le Mans race, the 12 Hours of Sebring, runs Saturday, March the 20th at Sebring International Raceway in Florida. The feature It features the world's fastest race cars and gates open on Wednesday, March the 17th for four days of racing action, culminating with 
the Big 12-hour race on Saturday, March 20. Tickets and information at SebringRaceway.com. All right, so we continue here uh, with Ron Unz. Ron, you've actually agreed to stick with us here into hour number two, so I wanted to make I wanted to ask you that and make sure that we'd have time enough to get through all these calls because a lot of people have questions, a lot of people have things they want to say, and I appreciate that. Uh, are you there, sir? Absolutely. Okay, great. Let's continue here and go first to Austin, listening in Charleston to WSC-FM. Austin, yes. here, you're on with Ron Unz. Uh, yes, uh, thank you very much. Good evening. Uh, your guest, and apparently you too, both of you are mouthpieces for our present uh, corporate dictatorship in this country. What? And I must say, how dare, how dare you? Uh, support bringing in 20, 30 million illegals at my expense. Well, I think we said raised, early on. Excuse me. Uh, I was, I'm going to rebut what you said there. I, we said early on that we don't believe that anybody should be, you should be responsible for supporting anybody who doesn't work, in, educating anybody's kids or, uh, you know, paying for anybody's hospital bills that, uh, you know, isn't in your family. I'm sorry, but that just won't cut it, sir. You see, when you have that many excess units of labor, it tends to drive prices up and right, wages down. It's not going to drive prices would, up, it's, yeah, but it will drive wages up? down. You're right. What? It doesn't drive them up. Uh, you telling me rent hasn't gone up in Charleston, South Carolina? Uh, anytime there's more, I can't tell more you demand for something, sir, prices go up. If there's more demand, the supply is created, right, sir. supply is created, and it creates jobs to create that supply. That's how economics <laughs> works. Ha, ha, ha. You haven't seen more yeah. houses built in Charleston? Right, give it up, fellas. Have a good evening. All right. Nice, toodaloo. Sir. Ron, thoughts on that? Well, I mean, that's exactly the point. In other words, some of those arguments I think are quite legitimate. In other words, people can discuss issues of immigration policy, law, economic competition, but I think it's better to focus on real issues, or at least possibly real issues like that, rather than figments of imagination like a massive Hispanic immigrant crime wave. And that's the area that I'm trying to debunk. Let's go uh, to Mike, listening to WGMD-FM in Delaware. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live with Ron Unz. Hello. Yes, sir. Good evening, gentlemen. Nice to hear you tonight. Yes, sir. Um, Yeah, Ron, uh, I couldn't agree with you more as far as uh, the Hispanic communities, you know, that we have down here in Delaware in the Maryland area. Um, You could uh, feel very safe. In fact, I invite you to bring your wife over and and your your, maybe your, your daughter and walk down any of these Hispanic streets as the sun goes down in the evening. And if you look like you actually have money, I'm sure they would not want to rob you. They definitely want to rob somebody that looks like they don't have any money. Why is that? But uh, you should feel very safe down here, and, and anywhere for that matter. So I, I fully agree with your common sense. It makes total sense to me, sir. It's a, it's a joke. I, I, is that tongue-in-cheek? Yes. Gee, can you figure it out? Ron, your thoughts on that? Well, you know, again, I mean, there are obviously some parts of the country that are Hispanic that have higher crime rates and some that have lower crime rates. But the Hispanic areas I've lived in tend to have very low crime rates, and that made me look at the national data. And that's true if you look around the country. I mean, why is it? If you just look at the list of the most heavily Hispanic cities in America also have the lowest crime rates, including the lowest murder rates. So... I think that's just what the data shows. We had a murder here a couple of years ago, and they actually caught the guy, an illegal immigrant. All of his peers stood around and watched him stab this girl about 47 times to death. And they caught him, they put him in jail, and a year or two later they brought him in to have him 
tried, and all those people that were eyewitnesses just magically vanished for that day. And the man was turned free. Was there, Were there any dr- uh, drugs uh, involved in this? Was there, was there a drug deal involved there? This one, there was no drugs involved whatsoever. Okay. And we have, we have a rampant crime rate going wild around here. People have their homes broken into. You know, I've been robbed by uh, white people in the past, and let's I don't get rid think, of them. I don't think that there that doesn't taint my view of anybody that happens to have pale skin. Thank you for the call, Mike. Appreciate hearing right. from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Ron, any other thoughts before we continue? Well, again, you know, I'm not saying that Hispanics commit no crime, but if you right. look at the data, they commit roughly the same crime as whites of the same age. And, you know, obviously, somebody could make a long list of, based on newspaper headlines, of all the recent horrible killings committed by white people. But unless you look at the numbers and you look at the data, you won't know whether it's above average or below average. Yeah, you're just, you're just plucking case studies. <laughs> there you go with all your book learning again. Let me give you another anecdotal story. <laughs> we'll continue here. John is in St. Pete listening to WFLA. John, you're on with Ron how are you, gentlemen? Go ahead, Ron, man. I agree with your figures, but I think they're intellectually dishonest. How so? Because, and, and for this reason, when I traveled through Houston, Texas, 10 years ago, you, because both of you discount, uh, you came up with a little discount at the beginning and said, we're only going to talk about murder but nope. and crime. Yeah, and crimes and things of this nature, those type of crimes against people. Then I, there was a man. Run, it was an attorney running for uh, mayor of Houston, and he did an analysis on the on illegal immigration just in the city of Houston. Ten years ago, he found out that illegal immigrants were costing the city of Houston just in medical fees two hundred million dollars a year. Now, in addition to that, in the state of Florida. Um, it's been estimated that the job rate, which is really about 17% here, because the, the laborers don't they, they don't count in government statistics. You know the day-to-day laborers, they 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 are taking up about five percent of, of the unemployment rate. So you know the host says, "Geez, I'd love to bring somebody in from the other country. This is just terrible. How we can't have people." What he doesn't say is is that he won't pay their health insurance, that he's taking jobs away from people who really need them, who then go on and have to commit a crime because a lot of them say they have no other choice because they have to steal because they can't get a job. Anytime you go to a construction site, you see illegal immigrants taking jobs away from American citizens. How do you know they're illegal? Tell by their skin because, okay, I know I can tell you exactly how. Because in the building that our governor just bought a condominium, Mr. Frank, who was a day-to-day laborer, who I had to take his stuff and put in storage because he couldn't pay his $125 a week rent, when the immigration service came to the building to check, one-third of the building vacated. Okay, so let me tell you. You know, there have been a lot of people, American citizens, kicked out. They are worse than any Wall Street or any other type of, they're white-collar criminals, and that's the fact that you guys aren't discussing. They're stealing. When when I take my daughter to a neurologist and talk to her about her her brain tumor and about the surgeon, six people in the waiting room, six different couples, 
five of them can't speak English. Now, I think they should be treated, what is but the, the problem is they drive up. But, but the drug, but no, wait a minute, excuse me. But no, the we don't have a minute. Is, Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. I want to make sure Ron actually has a chance to respond to all that. Go ahead, Ron. Sure. Well, you know, first of all, I, I think it is certainly true that immigrants, and especially illegal immigrants, use some government services more than Americans, but other government services less. And there's been a lot of debate over the net costs involved. But that's a separate issue from crime. In other words, my focus of this article is very clearly targeted towards things like robbery, murder, rape, arson, that type of thing. And I I think that's not a legitimate argument to make because there's no evidence for it. Right. You know, you you have to separate a lot of different issues involved in the immigration debate. And I'm just focusing on one particular issue, crime. Right. And he did mention the $200 million that the political candidate claimed was being spent on so-called illegals at the hospital. That's usually because there's some sort of governmental mandate that forces hospitals to take anybody that walks through their doors. Again, we're right back to a welfare objection. Yes. The objection we have of, a welfare problem in this country. We don't have an immigration problem. We'll come back with more, Ron. You said you'd hang on with us. We're going to sure. keep you through the news and bring you in hour number two. Everybody that's on hold waiting for Ron Unz, you will get a chance to talk to him here. Coming up, hour number two is on the way 800-259-9231 it's free talk live duty honor family they're more than words for active and separated members of the u.s military you've defended our freedom and we're here to help your family this is tim lewis of i freedom direct and a veteran of operation iraqi freedom you've served your country with honor and you're entitled to benefits not available to the general public Like buying a home with no down payment, streamlined refinancing, or getting cash out up to 100% of your home's equity. And because of your service to your country, it's usually easier to qualify for a VA loan than a conventional loan. On your feet! And get all the details at varadio.com iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com or call 800-900-VA-LOAN. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the second hour of the live Saturday edition of the show. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. So we continue here uh, with a discussion that I think is a really important one to have. And we're... Ron Unz is our guest. He's from the American Conservative Magazine, even though the article that he has written is going to probably shock a lot of people that would call themselves conservatives. It's called Hispanic, the myth of immigrant crime. And you can read it in its entirety, get all the statistics and details at amconmag.com. That's amconmag, as in American Conservative Magazine, amconmag.com. Ron Unz has uh, graciously uh, graciously hung on through the news break. And uh, are you still there, Ron? Absolutely. All right, great. We've been ta- taking calls from people that have uh, wanted to ask you questions. For our listeners just tuning in, Mark, what would you, uh, how would you summarize where Ron has been so far? Well, Ron's basically said that um, apparently the myth is that, uh, that that immigrants commit crime and they don't commit any more crime than anybody in their age group. 
Yeah, exactly. And the numbers show it. Your experience shows it. What we've been coming up against so far in the calls are people that maybe have a personal story. You know, they've they've been close to a so-called illegal immigrant uh, doing something horrific. You know, committing some sort of violent crime. And of course, that the emotional impact of something like that is is tainting their perspective on uh, you know the entire situation as a whole. And as you've acknowledged, sure, there are cr- criminals out there. And as we pointed out, a lot of the crime comes from the insane war on drugs and the other prohibitions that the government essentially puts products and services in the, certain products and services like drugs or guns, for instance, things that are prohibited in the hands of criminals. And so it attracts the violent uh, to to those particular businesses. So that's in, in fact where a lot of uh, violent crime comes from. But the the most important thing you've said tonight is just you've just demolished this myth, this very popularly held myth that Hispanics commit more crimes than any other group of people. And it's it's just it's just nonsense. Is that right, Ron? That's exactly right. And uh, it's not that hard to gather the evidence. In other words, uh, you know. 10 or 20 years ago, before the Internet came along, it was much more difficult to do this sort of research. Now, anybody can go on Wikipedia, which lists all the cities in the United States and their crime rates, and you can sort them by crime rate. And it turns out, if you just look at the cities that have the lowest crime rate, a very good fraction of them tend to be the most Hispanic cities in America. So, you know, it's not, I mean, obviously the data I used came directly from the census and the FBI because I was doing more of a research study. But just to get the basic facts, anybody can go to Wikipedia and find them right there. So I'm going to continue here because people have been hanging on patiently. They want to talk to you. Let's continue with these calls uh, and start things out with Robert listening in keen to WKBK. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live with Ron Unz. Hi, first time caller, first time listener. Hi, Robert. What's on your mind tonight? Um, <clears throat> question I wanted to ask Ron is, um, I want to say probably about six months ago, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he was uh, trying to push to uh, see if we could get uh, you know the legalization of marijuana laws passed, and I kind of wondered you know what Ron's feelings were for that, and I'm thinking, geez, look at the the amount of money that this would generate, you know, I, I, I think it would make a, it would you know would push in the right direction. Ron, your thoughts on uh, legalization? Well, you know, again, the topic of my article isn't exactly on that subject, but personally, I think the current war on drugs has been a disaster for the United States. And since we've been fighting the war for 40 or 50 years now, I think maybe at some point we should look into other possibilities. Yeah, it's the only compassionate uh, thing to do. In fact, uh, if you fully decriminalize or legalize all drugs, not just uh, cannabis, you'll find a significant reduction in violent crime across the board, whether we're talking about Hispanics or or whites or blacks, whoever we're talking about here. uh, The the violent crime, a lot of the violent crime in this country and a lot of the property crime, thefts and break-ins and things like that, burglaries, are coming from people who are looking for... Uh, looking for a fix. They're looking to get another $20 or $40 to, you know, go to their dealer and get some uh, get some crack or some meth or something like that. And in the absence of the prohibition, 
the government's prohibition on these products, it'll be just like alcohol, wherein the products will become safer. They won't be made in somebody's back shed uh, with uh, dangerous manufacturing conditions. Uh, the products will become more affordable. I mean, you go and buy a bottle of aspirin from the C- local CVS or Walgreens, and it's 99 cents. Uh, you know, drugs, <laughs> pharmaceutical-like drugs and uh, plants don't have to be thousands upon thousands of dollars per pound. It's only that way because of the illicit nature of the, the black market that pops up as a result of prohibition. So we really would see a, a tremendously safer cities across this country if uh, if drugs were legalized. And also, I mean, just one of the figures a lot of people don't realize is America has the world's highest imprisonment rate. Oh, yeah. It's five times higher than China. Yep. And China's supposedly a communist country. So that, you know, at some point, I mean, it, it seems to me if something hasn't worked well for 30 or 40 years, maybe it's time to try something else for a while. Let's throw more money at it and hire more bureaucrats. <laughs> See, that's, that, that's the myth, right? The myth is is that they're actually trying to win the war. The fact is, the war on drugs has worked exactly as the government hopes um, it does, in that it requires them to, to get more and more government employees and therefore expanding their purview and pa- their power over every American who has to pay for it. Well, even if they tried to win, Mark, they couldn't win because the forces of the marketplace are far more powerful, the supply and demand. But they uh, could drive our nation into the dirt in the process. Well, they sure could. Yeah, they absolutely could. Let's continue here. Uh, we've got, I believe, Ed with us listening in Tampa to WFLA. Ed, you're on with Ron Unz. Gentlemen, thanks hey, for the show. Thank you, sir. Um, I just had a, a couple of thoughts on the subject, very interesting subject this evening. Uh, number one, as, as it relates to crime, I, I was thinking about Singapore when you were talking about the amount of crime in this country versus other countries. Singapore has got probably the least amount of crime and has probably the cleanest city uh, or country in the world. But all, you will also get caned over there. You'll get fined $500 for, for throwing a wrapper on the, on the street. So a lot has to do with punishment also. And um, I th- I just a, a thought on that. But getting back to immigration... Uh, I know I have friends who have been trying to immigrate from uh, Europe, from Great Britain, for a long time, and can't because of the crowded uh, roles of immigrants in this country. And and to me, whether they're here committing crimes or not, uh, I think that's immaterial. I think we have to look at how, how many places are Hispanic immigrants taking up in this country, uh, discrimin- making us discriminate against Europeans from Ireland or from Great Britain or from South America or from Asia. Well, I don't think that's uh, Hispanics that are doing that. I think it's um, the, the government, government bureaucrats. The government makes the, the amount of slots. The slots weren't handed down by God. No, but you don't think a disproportionate amount of Hispanics in this country today is affecting immigration in total? I think that it is affecting them because the government is... What's that? I say, of course, it's it's uh, it's affecting how how many Brits can immigrate to this country. Well, but I do think that many... they they do have uh, a certain numbers from each country that are that are allowed to come. So they have so not my, only my a, point. A top... My point is that Hispanics on the street in this country proportionally way outnumber uh, immigrants from any other country. Who says and that I anything that... has to be proportional? Well, why shouldn't it be? Why why should we allow? Um, Eighty percent of our, if that's the number, eighty percent of our immigrants be Hispanic, and only twenty percent be here's, from here's other countries. Here's my proposal. How about here, just a quick proposal? Let, let for Ron you. go. Uh, all right, then I've got a proposal. Go ahead, Ron. Oh, I was just going to say. I mean, th- those are valid points. In other words, I, I think anybody who's 
paid any attention to our current immigration policy knows that's terribly complicated and has a huge number of different problems, including, for example, some of the national proportions. Now, the truth is, a good fraction of the Hispanics who immigrate to the United States actually immigrate here illegally, so they don't count towards the quota. They just sort of cross the border. And the reason they're able to do it is because Mexico is right nearby. Now, the one thing, though, you should be aware of is that they're actually not so much maybe now, but maybe about 15 years ago, was a very high amount of actually Irish illegal immigration to New York and some of the cities like Boston and the Northeast. For example, when I lived in New York, there were a lot of Irish illegal immigrants living there just because there was more of a tradition of Irish living in New York. Hey, so, did, uh, did the Irish immigrants there, the illegal Irish immigrants, dry up all the jobs in New York City? No. I no. mean, they basically <laughs> Ron, hang on. We'll bring you back here. One more segment with Ron Unz. Uh, oh. We'll try to bring him back here in a moment. <laughs> Ed, uh, thank you, Ed, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. And uh, more with Ron Unce. We'll get him back on the lines here and uh, take your calls for, uh, with him for one more second. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The live Saturday edition here calls for Ron Unce. We'll take him for another segment. He's hung through for an extra half an hour uh, to answer your questions and uh, get your thoughts. Gone into overtime. Yep, at 1-800-259-9231. He's the author of Hispanic in the American Conservative Magazine, a story that I think that anybody that is afraid of immigrants, (laughs) whether you are afraid of illegal immigrants or or just immigrants, you know, I, I personally, I just don't like calling people illegal because... If the idea is that you're illegal because you've broken some silly statute or some rule that the government has, then I'm proud to be an illegal myself. And I think that almost everybody listening is likely an illegal by that particular uh, criteria. So you can go to AmconMag.com. That's AmconMag as in American Conservative Magazine. AmconMag.com to read Hispanic, the myth of immigrant crime, and to get all the details. Ron, thanks for sticking around with us. We got you back. Are you there, sir? All right, great. We're going to continue here uh, without further ado with uh, these folks that are on the phones for you. Uh, Chris, lady listener, listening in Charleston, WSC-FM. Chris, you're on with Ron Unz. Yes, I just had a couple of comments um, and questions. Sure. I find it, um, I find it actually a little appalling that the, the two hosts, I'm not sure which one, at which time um, you seem to speak down and you're very condescending toward listeners that, that come against it. I don't fear illegals, and I think a lot of the Americans, and I'm sure I can speak for many of thousands, um, I'm not afraid of them. I don't want them here and their filth that they bring with and the disease that they bring with. You know, they infiltrate our hospitals. They cost um, money. They cause the health insurances. I'm sure. I don't, I don't study it. I don't research it, but it's common sense that the... Um, cost us, I believe, and, and you can smirk, that's fine. You seem to do that with anybody. And for it the, the way you talk down about human beings is why I'm smirking at you. Filth no, and no, disease? No, the filth that they bring, I mean the way that they live. A lot of them. I've seen it. Have and you ever been to a trailer park? 
Oh, I have, and I'm not, I'm not saying that the people don't live the same, but generally in America, we don't have nine and ten people living in a little two-bedroom house. You want to watch what happens when the economy goes bad. You sure as hell will have that happening. Yeah, Ron, you'll see where Grandma lives. Let, let me make, make sure Ron gets a chance to jump in here on this. As you were digging I around... I does. Can, well, I, can I please make my final point? You can. We'll hold on to you. We'll hold on to you, okay? Just hang on a, hang on a moment. I want to make sure Ron has a chance with? to uh, respond to you before please you get do, to your final point. Do. So hang on. Ron, uh, can you just address, I don't know if you, I mean, you said you've, you've lived down in Silicon Valley, so you're around a lot of uh, people that uh, would be considered Hispanic. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I think a lot of that is exaggerated. In other words, it depends. Different parts of the country are different, and I certainly can't say anything about uh, how uh, you know Hispanic immigrants are living in Charleston, South Carolina, Thank because you. I'm not familiar with that area. But Silicon Valley tends to be a very, really a very affluent area, and it's one third Hispanic with very large numbers of illegal immigrants, and there don't seem to be any of those sorts of problems here. So I, I think it really depends. In other words, you know, things that are true in one part of the country may not be true in another part of the country, and also people may sometimes form impressions based on a few personal experiences that may not be even accurate in their part of the country. Now, I mean, Palo Alto, for example, which is where I actually live, it's a town in Silicon Valley, is, you know, very successful and very affluent, and probably half the people here in Palo Alto are Hispanic, because all the people who work in the stores and the markets and the restaurants are overwhelmingly Hispanic, and they seem very clean and be doing a fine job here, and i Never heard anything about problems with disease or anything like that. So there's a case study versus a case study. Go ahead with your second point, Chris. Well, you know, and I, I would I would um, invite the your guests and all of you to maybe tune into Michael Savage occasionally. Um, <laughs> Blow yeah, my brains out. Xenophobia, like that's him. exactly I like what we him. need. And I like his philosophy. And I, I can tell. very intelligent his, man. his philosophy is a philosophy of hatred, anger, and uh, seclusion. No, I don't think so. I, yeah. I disagree. Language, but culture, borders. Defend, um, but for you to defend the illegal immigrants, and I'm not sure, as I said earlier, which host at what time is very condescending. Um, Madam, I will defend anybody that is peaceful and looking for a better life for themselves. We well, already pointed I out. I, I don't defend them. I, I wish that people like you. You would say have that to Mexicans are filthy and you call me condescending, lady? You say no, they're disease ridden and filthy and they, I'm condescending? And they are. And they are. And You're I outrageous. Get out of here. Thank you for the she's, call. She's had all her rope. She's hung herself. 1 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. We continue. Ken is listening to Kiva in New Mexico. Ken, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, first time listener, first time caller. Welcome. You're on uh, with Ron Unz. Thank you. Uh, a couple of things I, I feel, in my humble opinion, that are broke. Uh, first of all, this is the United States of America. When a law is made, either you change it or you live by it. Why? Because that's what the Constitution Why? is made did, for. Did the, uh, did, have, wait a minute, did Rosa Parks do that? Did Rosa Parks and Gandhi, did they do that? I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. I'm saying this is... Oh, it's this just mindless then, right? Is built. Hey, so don't do what's right. Just you know, do what the law says. There was a time when uh, in this country that it was legal that it was the law that you could own uh, black people. Were the people that uh, helped the black people to escape in the Underground Railroad were they lawbreakers and evil people? I'm not. I'm not going to go there. Of my, course you my, Of course you won't, because my, it destroys your argument. No. Here's my here's my uh, my humble opinion of what's wrong here mm. with violent crime in the United States. Rather than I have to go ahead and, and provide pencils and paper and eraser and, and stuff. For my children and for my grandchildren, that uh, people that are that are in the state prison system, people that are in the federal pe- prison system, 
people that are in the prison system that are there for life imprisonment, outsource them. Rather than us spending $800,000 or a million dollars or $10 million or whatever the the amount of billions of dollars throughout the United States and state and federal penitentiaries to warehouse these people, outsource them, use that human capital in somewhere that, that they desperately need it, like Haiti, send the people I'm over not there. Sure how that's and a comment for Ron. But thank you, Ken. I appreciate hearing, uh, hearing from you there at 800-259-9231. Uh, Ron, any other thoughts for our listeners here tonight as we wrap things up? Well, I mean, you know, crime is an important subject in the, in the country and certainly makes people very concerned. Crime rates have fallen quite a lot in the last 20 years. And at the same time, immigration has gone up and the country's much more become Hispanic. So perhaps people should realize that since the Hispanic percentage has gone up so much while the crime rates have gone down, that might tend to at least be another point in support of my argument. But, you know, again, it depends. In some cities, I'm sure Hispanics commit a lot more crime than average. In some cities, they commit less. But if you look at the numbers overall for the country, they're about the same rate of criminality as whites of the same age. And I I think people should look at the numbers and decide if that's true. Perhaps they should reassess some of their views of the whole immigration issue. Ron, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to sit in with us here tonight and staying over extra. Thank you. You've been absolutely fantastic. Lots of great information, and of course, there's more packed into what was such a lengthy. So one of the reasons why we had you on was because I saw this article. And I thought, oh my gosh, we've got to share this. It's too long. Let's just have Ron on to talk about it. So, uh, thank you so much again. People can go to amconmag.com. That's Amcon Magazine. American conservative magazine, amconmag.com, to read your entire article, Hispanic, the Myth of Immigrant Crime. Ron, I hope you have a great weekend. Hey, thanks a lot. Great to be here. Thanks for your time tonight here on Free Talk Live. All right, 800-259-9231. We've got an entire hour and a half left, and uh, the phones are open as they always are, so you're welcome to bring up anything. Or we've you got, can talk about it. Uh, we got one guy that's... Oh, you can talk about immigration. There's a lot still to cover. I mean, we just really covered crime pretty heavily there for a moment. But uh, we actually got one guy that's been hanging on since the beginning of the show. So we'll get to him if he still hangs on. And we'll take your calls about anything. 800-259-9231, the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. Tonight, Ian with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. We will let you on the air, even if you're a hate-filled, spewing sicko. Like that lady was a few moments ago. Just probably the most despicable caller of the night. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We but Ian, a- you know, the, the complaint on this show is that we call good Americans that uh, disagree with illegal, alien, uh, illegal immigration racists. <laughs> I think that it's uh, women, or not women, but people like that woman who called earlier that I think back that up. And maybe I don't know that it's true with with all of uh, you know everybody who no. disagrees with illegal illegal immigration. I think some people are concerned with the law and order yeah, aspect I don't of think, it. Right. I don't think they're necessarily racist. Not all of them. I think many of them have just they've they've been painted immigrants have been painted as you know the new bad guy, the new enemy of uh, the state. It used to be communists. 
and then it was uh, drug dealers. Well, don't forget the yellow horde that was taking over at one point, and uh, right. and uh, of course uh, people of uh, Southern European descent, Eastern European descent, the Irish. Uh, you know, it's it's gone on and on. It, it's it's probably going to continue, uh, you know, for some time into the future. Right. So uh, so the toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. In fact, I still have that proposal I wanted to make, and I'll get to that, but we need to get to these phone calls here. People still have thoughts they uh, would like to share. Let's start things out with Joe, listening in Charleston, most patient caller of the night. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live, listening to WSCFM. Yeah, thank God I get free nights and weekends, guys. <laughs> Thanks for being I'm here. <laughs> no problem. Um, I have, My question was, a couple weeks ago, I heard you say something. You were talking about how you defined your own political philosophy, and uh, you said you departed from the Libertarian Party um, based on certain disagreements with their platform. And then uh, one of the things you said was that Glenn Beck was considered a Libertarian, and you guys did not want to be associated with that specifically because Glenn Beck was associated with that. And I wanted to know, what is your departure from Glenn Beck's philosophy so somebody who's a conservative like myself can make a more accurate definition between a conservative and a libertarian? Well, um, first off, we can't speak for everybody who calls themselves uh, libertarians. And the reason that we don't call ourselves libertarians is because there are a lot of people that call themselves libertarians. Glenn Beck, uh, Dennis Miller, Neil Bortz, Neil Bortz uh, you know, a variety of talk show hosts out there that and, and people in general that, that 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 take that use that terminology that we um, and not that my partner and I agree either. So we don't use that term simply because, uh, you know, it, it, it's not accurate any longer um as okay, far as so description but where would you where would you disagree with say a glenn beck what what issues would you depart with with glenn beck on probably um the largest uh you know thing for one glenn beck uh you know is basically for the war on drugs um and doesn't understand how the constitution has been eroded as a result and will not address that particular issue at least that's how it was at one point when i listened to him i don't listen i don't listen exhaustively to Len, to glenn beck so Can i we don't give a little know. credit though i mean hold on a second let's give a little credit here to, to glenn beck though. yeah i think we've, we should we've yeah, praised right. glenn beck on this show because glenn beck is actually one of the uh, the mainstream talk hosts out there, the more popular hosts, who has actually had the intellectual honesty to move in the direction of more liberty. He is more honest about uh, not trashing too much on Ron Paul anymore. He's more uh, likely to admit that Ron Paul was right about some things. Uh, so I think Glenn Beck has actually moved slowly in the right direction. I would say of the uh, the, the major talk show hosts out there, he's the one with the, uh, the brightest glimmer of hope for actually coming to understand what liberty really is about. And I think Mark is right. I do. Right. I think that he's, he's moving in that direction. But Mark is still right. There's still some issues in, on which he is, you know, just dead dead wrong on and the, the war on drugs is one of the, is he also as someone who is in favor of the war war like yeah the, he's, he's very yeah. nationalistic you know cue the cue the uh, star-spangled banner um you know our our boys in green are out there uh, defending us from the uh, middle eastern horde and all that stuff yeah so there's a couple for you okay all right well thank you very much uh, I, i've enjoyed the show tonight so far i don't always agree with you guys on everything but at least it's good to hear you know even farther the, I guess you would say the more liberty-oriented philosophy than even someone like myself. So thank you very much. Thank you. We appreciate hearing from you tonight and your patience as well. 800-259-9231. I pulled up the Glenn Beck Nine Principles things from his website. Maybe we'll get a chance to go through it, although I doubt it, because we're usually loaded up with calls. 800-259-9231. Let's continue and talk to Anthony listening in New York. Anthony, you're listening on the AM band in New York City? Yes, sir. How are you? Ah, good, good. Is it a pirate radio station? 
Just curious. Yeah, I, be- I believe so. Oh, okay. um, Great. I, I believe so. Right. How often um, are, is this the first time you've heard the show? Are we on? Uh, yeah, this is this is actually the first time and uh, and the first time I've heard you guys and first time I'm calling. Obviously. Great. Well, welcome aboard, and uh, you, always sir. happy to hear of new uh, community slash pirate broadcasts out there. Go ahead with Absolutely. your thoughts. Um, I, I have two comments uh, very quickly, if I may. First and foremost, my mother and father were both immigrants. They immigrated in the fifties from Italy um, into New York City. With that said. I'm also presently a New York City police officer, and the thing I, I, I just want to bring up um, uh, as far as immigration um, or the influx of immigration, uh, immigrants coming into our country, you know, the thing that, that really appalls me, and, and um, I don't want to um, sound overly uh, racist or, or um, heading in that direction because that's not what I want to do, but at the street level, what I, what I encounter every day um, it's 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 an overabundance of um, immigrants. Uh, let me let me reiterate that um, um, younger Hispanics of the Mexican descent that I find um, more involved in street level crime, um, breaking car windows, um, dealing uh, marijuana, what have you. Um, what I see in the older, um, more established Mexican um, people is a working. Um, caring, honest background. Um, as far as what this woman said, Chris, from whatever state she called from, you know, I, I, I really think, and I don't know what, if she's very rural or what she sees, I don't know. But being born and raised in New York and, and being a police officer and seeing what I see, you know, I, I, I really, I'm, I, I'm really appalled of, of what a lot of these listeners, um, or, you know, speak um, in regards to um, the Mexican people. Um, so I, I really want to just, you know, I, I, they're good people. Um, they're very hardworking people. And as far as taking work away from American people, why don't these Americans get off their ass and go to work? Right on. Instead of, That's how I feel. You know, about it. It's really just competition. In fact, I wanted to address. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to address the issue of uh, of jobs. As Ron Unz pointed out, there was an influx of so-called illegal Irish immigrants to New York, your, your beautiful city, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the jobs didn't dry up. That's because of economics. When mm-hmm. uh, when new people come into an area, they bring a demand for products and services, Absolutely. and that means that there has to be a new supply created for it. I mean, in a, in a true market of uh, that is free, there are always more. Jobs available than there are people to fill them because well the money's moving around people are starting new businesses they're creating new products and services they're expanding and uh, they're always looking to hire the only places that's not true is when the government steps in and starts meddling and there's a lot that's of meddling right. that goes on in in New York City I mean the government Absolutely. there is tremendously Absolutely. large and Absolutely. you go back to your other point about you know you're a New York cop you know you're pointing out that you've you've busted a lot of uh, so-called uh, Hispanics for you know things like breaking in and uh, to cars and things like that. But as we pointed out earlier, and I'd love your thoughts on this, you take the drugs out of the black market, price drops dramatically, all of a sudden somebody can afford their heroin habit by working at McDonald's. I mean, how do you feel about that? Uh, You know, and, you know, and and that in itself, um, you know, I I deal with um, drugs because I'm in a a, uh, narcotics task force. So in particular, I I deal with this um, 15 hours a day, and it's, 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 it's just horrendous. I mean... I, and I and I, you know, I became a police officer to, to serve and protect, but it gets to be so monotonous and so um, um, overabundantly um, frustrating because 
you know, in, in this country, it's a supply and demand, and obviously um, that's what it is. And when you arrest, you know, these street-level thugs or whatever you want to call them, yeah. um, they're out in two days, you know, so... It, it, or they it, get it, replaced, it, you know, well, or absolutely. somebody else steps in and fills their shoes. Absolutely. And you're right, and it's, I mean, it's supply I've, and demand. So, yeah, uh, you, you know I've what seen. I might suggest? May I suggest something to you? Sure, I, absolutely. I, do, I don't really support the organization for a few different reasons. Uh, something, mm-hmm. and it's too, too much to get into right here, but I still sure, think sure. it's a good organization. Uh, law Enforcement Against Prohibition is something you might want to take a look into. I, I, I don't know if you have or not, but please do take I a know. moment. Go to leap.cc, leap.cc. It's a group of uh, former cops mostly that have come to the conclusion that the war on drugs is an insane waste of life and resources. Thanks for the call tonight. More coming up. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. What do you want? It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and tonight it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, just shop with us over at amazon.freetalklive.com. You can enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is that you need to buy, they probably sell it. There are dozens of categories. You can even purchase used items if you want to. Amazon.freetalklive.com. The 58th running of America's legendary Le Mans race, the 12 Hours of Sebring, runs Saturday, March the 20th at Sebring International Raceway, featuring the fastest race cars in the world. Gates open Wednesday, March the 17th, for four days of racing action, culminating with the Big 12-Hour Classic on Saturday, March the 20th. For tickets and information, visit SebringRaceway.com. That's SebringRaceway.com. If you don't know where Sebring is, it's in Florida. Let's continue here. Uh, oh, by the way, Mark, we've got tickets. Are you going to be doing another ticket giveaway on the email list? I think I might have another pair to do that with. So we can give away a pair tonight on the show um, for, you know, callers. We're going to do that, too? Yeah, oh, we, I'm sorry. I thought we were just going to. Okay. Well, we can do that, too. Um, so, but if you want, what I wanted to point out was the uh, the email list. You yes. can go to updates.freetalklive.com, and you can get on the email list, and then you'll have the chance. There are about 2,000, I think, names on the email list, so your odds are fairly decent, and probably not all of them live in Florida or close to Florida and yeah. uh, are going to be willing to go to or interested the in going to the race. The response really wasn't huge um, to the giveaway uh, for the, the tickets this last time. What so, did you say? How many responses did you get? I, I'd prefer not to say. It was uh, that low. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so your odds are very good. If you go to updates.freetalklive.com, get signed up for the uh, Free Talk Live email list. All right, we continue with uh, Matt listening to WFLA in St. Petersburg, Florida. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi. I wanted, thanks for taking my call. I wanted to yes, talk sir. a little bit about the uh, illegal immigration issue. Okay, go for it. Um, I mean, I think it's important to understand that we are, you know, a young nation and a nation of immigrants. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a natural-born citizen, and I don't take that for granted. And um, I consider myself fortunate. You know, I don't think about it every day. Um, I think we're... Some of the frustration that comes into or that people uh, run into is mainly when it comes down to tax dollars. Um, Absolutely. Whether it's tax dollars due to illegal immigrants in prison or whether it's tax dollars to illegal immigrants getting paid under the table. 
Um, I don't really believe that it's a race thing. I think if you come across a racist, whether you're a natural-born citizen or an illegal citizen, if you're Mexican or black or whatever, they're probably going to... Well, you know, hate you anyways. Wait a second, Matt. Um, I, and I'm not I'm not saying that you are a racist, okay? I'm not, I'm, and I'm not saying that most people that are against uh, illegal immigration are racists. But I would okay. like to pl- point out that the Klan, less, uh, less than two weeks ago, had a rally against illegal immigration um, and, and basically immigration in general. So there is an aspect of racism in this debate. When that woman called in and she said that Mexicans are filthy, disease-ridden people— that's racist. That was ridiculous. Right, yeah, it is ridiculous. That, that was ridiculous. And, and, and I don't it's really a shame, know. But that's what it is. I mean, I, I live in, uh, you know, out here in Florida, and I'm sure there's plenty of legal immigrants, and I don't see the filth that she was speaking about. But also, when you talk about the Klan, you know, consider your source. Yes, I, 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 I understand. Those jobs out there, I mean... I, I'm just saying that to deny that there is a racist aspect to the immigration argument is burying one's head in the sand. But, and I know you don't want to do that. Right, I and mean, that's not the yeah, point yeah, he was making. I mean, I don't know if he was I, making that point. That's what I heard. No. Oh, no, sir. No, not at all. I, 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 I heard don't you complaining about taxes. A... You were you were talking about taxes and the burdens that the uh, the immigrants put on the you know the various different welfare systems. That's what I was hearing from you, Matt. I, I think that's one of the main concerns. Yeah, there's a racist issue okay. but uh i'm not going to deny that but i mean with people like that you're never going to be able to reason with them anyways thank you probably okay. true. Um, and you know i think that what you've what you've pointed out is one of uh i think the most legitimate objections to immigration but it's really a false objection because the real objection is taxes as you mentioned uh the issue is the idea that some group of unaccountable almost completely unaccountable bureaucrats can arbitrarily take money from people you and myself and anybody that wants to come into this country all of us uh take money as much as money they possibly can extract from us uh and then they spend it in the ways they think is uh, is appropriate that that's the real issue here, because if it weren't for the idea of forced wealth redistribution, then anybody that wanted to come here from another country would have to make their own way. And if they fell on hard times, uh, then they would have to rely on charitable contributions, which are or go back or whatever, which are well, but there'd be plenty but of family too. Out there. families used to be the social network. Yeah. So no, how, I, how does that sound to you? Charity as opposed to forced wealth redistribution. And then we just let anybody come who wants to. Oh, well, you know, that, that's a good point. It's, you know, I think that but really it's all about contributing to society in some way. If they can come here and contribute to society, and, you know, I think it should probably be a little bit easier for uh, immigrants to immigrate the greatest nation in the world. Um, do you know how difficult it is? I do. I, um, well, an ex-girlfriend of mine was, was Polish, and he was, she was here on a working visa, and she had been here for four years and was still trying to get her citizenship. How much, she, how much money had she poured in, do you know? Oh, I don't know. She worked. She worked for a bed company, so whatever no, no. she paid. But, but how much money in, did she pour, she pour into, into, immigra- the, into immigrating? The process. So. Oh, I I can't speak to that, sir. A thousand. It's likely thousands. Uh, so again, it's just Very bureaucrats, possible. faceless bureaucrats in Washington D.C. extracting money from people. And if we didn't have that going on, if we actually had a, a truly free country, which not even close. Then uh, there would be no, there'd be no. It's reason in the to top ten people. freest countries in the world. There'd be no reason well, to fear people coming here at that point, because I, I they'd be contributing. Is. They'd be contributing. They'd be contributing by uh, coming here and uh, you know working and and uh, creating Absolutely. a new demand for products and services. Absolutely, my dad liked me a lot more when I turned eighteen because he said I contributed something to society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe that's true. 
Thank you. I think Matt. that's pretty common. If amongst I could, yes, go ahead. Can I bring up one more point? I, I just I wanted to sp- speak really briefly about the um, drug issue that you brought up earlier. Sure. Um, I'm all about you know free will, be able to do what you want. The only concern of mine is you know if heroin is legal, um, you know where's the line between legal drugs and when we become a, a nation of addicts? Well, if you actually go, are to... are we a nation of alcoholics? Uh, well, yeah, but I I, I mean no. I think no, you can... we're not. I'm not well, an alcoholic. There, well, there's plenty of alcoholics out there. There but I are, think and there are heroin the, addicts uh, out there, too. If you the actually, effects of alcoholism are much uh, lighter, I guess, mm. is a, not a great word, than the effects of heroin. The likelihood of becoming an alcoholic is significantly higher than the likelihood of, of, of people becoming heroin you addicts. You might be surprised, though. You might be surprised. Alcohol is easier to imbibe You know, heroin. heroin's oh. only been illegal for, um, in this country for about 70 years. They used to have laudanum and uh, things like that. You could go to the A kid could go to the store and buy it, and, and they did. You might be surprised to learn, Matt, that actually back when it was legal to, for, for a 10-year-old to walk into a corner store and buy a bottle full of cocaine or heroin or something like that, uh, when it was legal, there weren't problems uh, with drug addicts. In fact, the amount of people addicted to hard drugs like that was around 1% back then, as I understand it, and that's a statistic from Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. Uh, it was around 1%, and it's around 1% today. So really, there's no evidence whatsoever for what uh, for what you're saying. And alcohol is far easier to imbibe. Plus, there was a study done in the U.K. about the... Uh, the, I don't remember what the exact terminology is for uh, for what I'm trying to describe here, but the uh, the addictive quality and the, uh, the severity of the addiction as far as looking at various different drugs. And alcohol was, as I recall, up there with heroin. Like they were both – I don't remember which one was worse. Heroin might have been worse, but alcohol was up there as far as its uh, its addictiveness and its uh, just destruction that it can cause its, its users. So, I mean, there's no doubt that it's a very, very dangerous thing. I think your statistics are, are legitimate. Um, I, I would just wonder if the, the um, level of distribution at that time was uh, nearly as high as what it would be today um, if we were to legalize drugs like heroin and cocaine. But you, it's uh, just percentage based right. on. Uh, and, and what you're arguing against is, is, is heroin, and, and you know that, that's. Uh, I think that the first and largest issue is marijuana prohibition. But that but won't end the crime. It, it won't. It won't because when you when you talk about heroin prohibition, and maybe it is, a, maybe maybe there would be a larger percentage of addicts. There's really no evidence for what your suggestion is. Is that prior that, to? Yeah. Uh, there's right. there's no evidence for that, but I'll tell you what there is evidence for that the price of heroin is significantly higher now than it w- than it would be would be if it wasn't illegal, and yeah. that high price causes addicts to go out and commit crimes. In some of the cases, those crimes are violent crimes. So these laws against heroin being uh, you know legal for people to use cause my family to be in danger because somebody might come to my house in order to rob me in, for you know whatever it is that I've got that they can take to the pawn shop kill my wife and kid and i've i don't touch heroin why should i be in danger well i mean that's a legitimate point but at the same time a heroin addict is uh whether it's cheap or expensive probably a little off the rocker and uh liable to do anything crazy at any time. Well, that's not... It, it Really, there's no evidence for what you're saying. Now, maybe mm-hmm. PCP, you might be able to make an, uh, an argument yeah. for, but the well, fact no is, when people do drugs, right when now. people do drugs, they mostly sit at home and uh, lull their head around. They, they don't go out and commit crimes. Most of the crime that's being Alcohol, committed. on the other hand, now there's something that causes people to commit crimes. That's true. Matt, thank you for the call and the thoughts tonight. Uh, I knew a heroin addict once, uh, so so bad that he uh, his arms were so tracked up and other places were so tracked, he was actually shooting into his forehead when he realized He'd uh, he'd gone too far with it, and all Dude, that's what it took. What he ever did was was just steal from people. That's what he did that's uh, because awful. he wanted another he wanted another fix. Hour three's coming up. 
The legendary race into the night. The world's fastest sports car racing door-to-door for 12 hours in an epic showdown. Be there Saturday, March 20th at Sebring International Raceway. The 58th Annual Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring presented by Fresh from Florida is coming March 20th. See Porsche, Corvette, Ferrari, Jaguar, BMW, Mazda, Acura, and other world-class racing teams battle in America's toughest road race. Gates open on Wednesday, March 17th. Order your tickets today. Call 800-626-7223 or visit SebringRaceway.com. See the cars and stars of the American Le Mans Series, seven supporting races, vintage race cars, driver autograph sessions, the party zone, and much more. Four days of family fun at Sebring. Children 12 and under admitted free. For more info, visit SebringRaceway.com. The 58th Annual Mobile One, 12 Hours of Sebring. Presented by Fresh from Florida. March 20th is the date. Sebring is the place. Order your tickets at SebringRaceway.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that is freetalklive.com. Take the startpage.com's seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your Big Brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, but unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. Start the seven-day challenge today at startpage.com. They even have a new feature on there where you can uh, go to the web pages via proxy and don't have to worry about them putting cookies on your computer and tracking you for whatever advertising thing they want to do. Startpage.com. Also, still to come here tonight, uh, you've got a couple of Sebring tickets to give away, correct, Mark? That's correct. So that's still on the way. Listen for the special contest lines at the right time. We continue here taking your phone calls about what you want. Peter is on the line listening to WFLA in Florida. Peter, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, hello. Hi, Peter. What's on your mind tonight? I've been in law enforcement for over 20 years, and uh, I agree with whoever mentioned that the illegal immigrants don't really create that much crime in this country. But mm-hmm. there's a very good website out there. It's the U.S. Justice Department website, and it tracks who creates the crime. I think, we've, I think we have been missing the point, or I don't know if you've been uh, doing it on purpose or not, but let me give you exactly the facts, and this can be checked out on the U.S. Justice Department records. If we're talking murder, rape, robbery, all the major felonies, number one, Black on black. Number two, black on white. The least amount of crime in this country is white on black. 13% of the population in this country is black. They create over 80% of the crime. Why do you think that is? Pardon me? Why do you think that is? Well, you know, you can argue argue victims of society. You can argue any point you want. I don't know. Don't have the answer. I'm just giving you the facts. And those are the facts. Do you think that um, it's possible uh, that, that that perhaps laws are enforced more severely on blacks than it is on whites? That uh, you know that these that... not what I see. No, not what I see. Because if if you look, if you look in every, every and now listen, I, I work in this field. I understand what I'm talking about. If you look at any black neighborhood in any city, whether it's Philadelphia or Buffalo or Washington or L.A. Eighty percent of the crime will be in that black neighborhood. You know that. I know that. I don't Those know are the facts. No. 
You do know that. No, no. I think that a lot of crime goes unreported, and that uh, it's you're more like that. One's more likely to find crime where one is looking for crime. Well, the crime is the major. Are Are you saying that the major amount of crime in this country is not created by the minority? Well, I think that um, for one, I think that uh, if we're if you're talking about violent crimes, um, yes, violent crime, right? I I, do, I can't speak to who's uh, committing the violent crimes. In and this all country. you have no, to do I is can't. go to the U.S. Justice Department website. We see in Canada, this is America. We can report those things. In Canada, they can't. They had a head police chief in Toronto, and they're starting to have a black problem in Toronto. He came out and said, he, he said, listen, because we're having a black crime problem. They fired him. And he was sent to London, Ontario. London, they actually have a London, Ontario. Do you think, would, Peter, that do you think that it, it might be possible that what you're observing is that uh, poor people tend to commit crimes more often, and that there just happens to be in many places a higher per capita rate of blacks being the poorest uh, group? Um, this this could be, but then right because I, my I, question would be how many people if you look at the upper crust and you look at uh, middle uh, upper middle uh, to upper class blacks and compare them to upper and middle uh, upper class uh, yeah Caucasians. I, I, yeah I think they do I mean you, I mean we could also we, you know we could talk O J Simpson we could talk half the the NFL the NBA uh, yeah you're just speculating yeah, we, on that one though right well I'm not uh, my point my point was this my point was this. The minority in this country creates the majority of crime. What should it we cannot do about be it? argued. You can't argue that point. What should we do about it? What can we do about it? You know, we have spent billions and billions and billions of dollars trying to correct it. I don't know if it ever will be. I, I just don't know. I How see about it restitution? Every... How about restitution for the victims? In, in what respect? Well, right now, uh, people are victimized twice. So if you get robbed by somebody, and then the state actually happens to catch them, which you know, is fairly rare, uh, but if they actually end up doing uh, do go- going to the court system and, and being put in jail, then the person who was robbed is actually victimized a second time. The second time, they're victimized by the state uh, because the state comes and extracts money from them via taxation and then uses that money to put the person who victimized them, the robber in this case, in a jail cell for X amount of days or months or years. And so the person is effectively victimized twice. Restitution would uh, make it so the victim is made whole instead of just putting somebody in a cage it would make sure that uh, the, the the criminal was actually paying back the victim and then some for their time, their effort. Well, I, don't and know how, pain I, I don't know how they're going to do that because we have repeat offenders. We have repeat offenders don't, over don't you and think over that, and over. Don't you think that people would be less likely to reoffend if they knew that if they were caught, they'd have to actually pay back in full the uh, the people that they harmed? Well, they 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 just. The, the, they don't work. I mean, I have repeat offenders that have work? 20 and 30 arrests, and the courts are lenient with some of these. The courts should oh, not suggesting lenience. The courts shouldn't be as lenient. When somebody has 20 it's arrests... Not lenient. Wait, it's not lenient to make it so that somebody's made whole. If somebody destroys my property, I'd like to have that property replaced, and I'd like to have some uh, some money, on t- some sort of compensation on top of that. Right now, if somebody destroys my property, they get to go sit in a cage for a certain number of days. How does that make anything right? Let, let me. I'm going to give you one more example, and then I'm going to let you go, because I know you're very busy. Right. We had a problem here. You were talking about uh, Hispanics and illegals. And they are some of the hardest working people that I've ever seen. Okay, I have never seen uh, people work so hard and good people. Now I'm not saying they're all good. I'm sure there's, there's bad in everybody. But uh, basically, 
They're very good, hardworking people. But we actually had a problem here, and we had a problem. There was a problem out in Colorado because I did I did some some work out there. I actually um, did some seminars out in Colorado. Uh, they had a big housing boom out there at the same time. The the Mexicans would work like like you wouldn't believe. They would work seven days a week, twelve to eighteen hours a day to to better themselves. They really would. And then, uh, now, don't take this wrong, but they would go to cash their checks, and there were gangs of blacks that would, fought, would, would know where these people would cash their checks, where these Mexicans would cash their checks, wait for them, and then rob them and take their money. So then the Mexicans got smart, and they, they would go in mass. When they went to cash their checks, they were going 12, 15, 20 at a time to cash their checks. Because uh, they were they were easy prey for people who didn't want to work and who wanted to take advantage of the workers. My, my point was my, my my point was that the U.S. Justice Department records show that 13 percent of the population creates over 80 percent of the crime. That's well, at least point. that's that's what they get caught for. Thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. I wonder if he believes that the blackest of the blacks are more likely to cause more crime. I I think I I think to some extent you're talking about uh, an issue of socioeconomics, you know, like how much money people have. Um, And I, I, you know, I I don't know, you know, all the cultural stuff. There are people that there's sort of this black culture and then there's black people. And, you know, you don't have to necessarily be a black person to live in the black culture. There's different black black, cultures. There there absolutely is. It's all over. So I don't know. You know, I I, I do think that there's, um, you know, an aspect of crime that goes on in the poorest neighborhoods and, and those poorest neighborhoods have a tendency to be populated by black people but i just i just i've met so many and it's just you know i just don't see a propensity for evil well hopefully somebody who is black can call in tonight and give us uh, their experience well, i don't think that thoughts. that works either because i can't th- one well, person one, who's black can't speak it's a for case black study people, versus right. against uh, against a case study well, he, he was talking about speak. justice department uh, figures well, whatever he wasn't talking about case whatever he's also a cop who uh, who spends his time arresting you know most from his claim mostly black people all right let's go on to the other callers 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We're actually not going to go on to a call. We're going to give you uh, Sebring tickets. A two-pack of Sebring tickets is yours if you're calling number 4 at 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. And uh, caller number 4 right now going to the 12 hours of Sebring in Sebring, Florida. It's going to be an absolute blast. If you like racing, this is the place to go. 603-435-1105. Caller number 4 gets it. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. More coming up with Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. We are here to take your calls about whatever might happen to be on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
And don't forget to, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. we got our webcam and our chat room both built into the same page. Head over to cam.freetalklive.com to get interactive. Cam.freetalklive.com. It's free. If you hate making extra trips out to the car to carry in the grocery bags, or perhaps you don't like uh, taking the, the shopping cart back to the little corral or into the, the grocery store, for the last few months at my house, we've been using the Tota Sack. It's a handle made of 100% recycled materials right here in the U.S., and it's designed to simplify all kinds of carrying tasks. You can go to totasack.com, that's T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com, no C in Totasack, and uh, you can get a family pack today. Totasack.com, they carry more than you can, a lot more. We continue taking your phone calls here, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line going to Justin, listening to WTIR in Virginia. Justin, you're on Free Talk Live. Justin in Virginia. Hey, how you doing, bud? Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, I'd had it. Well, I live in a big military neighborhood around here in Hampton Roads, and I heard something on the radio the other day that was kind of weird. Uh, they said that uh, Puerto Rican residents, as of July 1st, all their birth certificates were null and void, that they had to send in paperwork to get real new birth certificates because the illegal immigration. And uh, the way people were stealing each other's identities was so bad that they had a big problem with all that. I've I read some I, I read an article I just you know the just the the headline and the first couple of lines of an article like that myself. Is that wait a minute? Is that everybody if, who is from Puerto Rico? Right. If you were born in uh, born from born in Puerto Rico, and uh, is it like before had, a certain year? Um, I think they said, no, they said as of uh, July 1st, if you were born in Puerto Rico you're, and you live in the States, they said, um, I know, I have a friend that's Puerto Rican and he's, he's, he's you know, he's kind of up there in age, you know, but they, they said that it was uh, Nolan Void, if you were a Puerto Rican resident in the, in, in, in the United States, that uh, your birth certificate was Nolan Void as of July 1st. That sounds like an absolute bureaucratic nightmare to me. I mean, yes, and uh, they were talking about it. If you went on to the State Department website, that there was a, a a website that you could log on and get information because uh, the way they handle birth certificates and uh, citizenship from Puerto Rico to the United States. How did they do good. that? How how do you? Does anybody know what it takes to get a birth certificate? I mean, normally that's right. something that is applied for at the time at which you're in a hospital or something like that, and people fill out the form at that point, and, and that's that. It gets filed, etc. How, how would you go about providing whatever evidence? What, what evidence is required? How would you go about finding it? That sounds incredibly difficult. Maybe I'm missing something. Uh, and then, and it, blew, it blew my mind, too, because, you know, I live in Hampton Roads, and there's a, we're a big military, you know, part of the planet right here and uh and they and uh a person from the state department came on the radio station locally here and they brought it up and i was looking at it and i work at nasa and we were looking at some different you know sites and everything and it's true on july 1st if you're a puerto rican born resident and you live in the united states your birth certificate is null and void justin i I want your yeah, I, it sounds crazy, I, and I hope that maybe some of our Puerto Rican listeners out there can call in and explain a little – maybe they know a little bit more about the, the details here. Thanks for bringing that up. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. 
800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I know that, Mark, uh, earlier when the, the cop was on who was talking, uh, you know, basically saying that blacks are more likely to commit crimes, I think that uh, it's likely that poor people in uh, run-down areas, whether they're black or not, are more likely to commit crimes. But uh, as an aside, and I think there's some racist cops out there that, that factor into that. But I asked for somebody who is black to call in and uh, and talk about it because I think that somebody who is uh, you know within uh, who may have lived at some point or maybe still does live in those communities could give a little bit more insight perhaps than somebody whose job it is to deal with the uh, the dregs of society on a daily basis. In the same way, I think that somebody who is Puerto Rican probably might know a little bit more about uh, this particular issue. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We continue here. Your calls about what you want theft. Uh, theft. Someone named theft on the line in Tampa. You're on. Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hello, theft. How you doing? You're on the air. What's up, guys? What's on your mind? Hey, man, I love you. Sh- love your show. Love your show. Hey, uh, first long time listener, first time calling. What's on your mind? Um, few things. I listened to you guys for uh, for some time now, but I just put on your show, and the first thing I heard was uh, something about the Mexicans and stuff, and somebody saying that. Uh, that they're filthy or something like that, I heard? Yeah, some, uh, racist, not, uh, sure. some racist woman called in to just talk some trash. Okay, well, I don't know if she noticed, but they don't really make that much money. I some. mean, how, 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 how nice can they look when, you know, they got to live in places, I mean, they're not getting paid much by what they do. So, I mean, they're not going to be blinging on the streets, you know what <laughs> I mean? I mean, if, if filthy is what she's thinking that they are, I mean, I don't know, I mean. They can't do much better with what they got right now. I mean, no. and it, well, I as agree our, with as what our the other guys say. Right, as Ron pointed out, he lives in Silicon Valley, and uh, the various different areas he's seen are uh, relatively clean, and people are taking care of themselves. So, yeah, I think she's a kind of person who sees what she wants to see. Uh, and, uh-huh. you know, that, that uh, anything that's outside of what she believes to be the case, she'll just discard. All right, where was she from? South Carolina, yeah. Charleston. Okay. All right. Uh, another thing, I don't know if I if I could keep uh, keep on here. Sure, go ahead. Um, but I got okay. Now the other thing, uh, the cop here in Tampa said, you know, that statistically the facts are that blacks are committing the most crimes and all this stuff. And granted, you know, you do you see that stuff. But one of the things that people are not thinking about is that minor. Let's just say minorities or people from the hood. They don't get raised as good as some people that are well off, say, for instance. They, there's no stay-at-home moms in the hood. You know what I'm saying? These kids are getting dropped off in public school, which is pretty much a daycare. They come home, latchkey kids, you know, the parents are working all day. They don't got time to come home. The kids are at home on the streets just doing whatever. You know what I'm saying? They're, not, they're, just, they're raising themselves. And, you know, they're not teaching each other about morals and ethics and things you shouldn't do they're talking about hip-hop and and selling drugs or the new sneakers right and poor people are more often likely to be on welfare and uh welfare creates an entitlement mentality and if people feel like they're entitled to uh to handouts instead of rather working that goes down the line in generations and can cause real damage now i don't know about in mexico do they have any type of welfare program in mexico I don't I, think so, right? I would imagine most governments have some kind of uh, welfare program. It can't program. be. Come on. It can't be very good. Well, Exactly, because they're leaving over there. And plus, I mean, I'm Hispanic. I'm Dominican, right? Okay. And my parents, you know, we, we were raised, you know, don't get the welfare and all of this. I think it was more because of embarrassment, yeah. not the ethic, uh, the ethic thing. But, you know, I was raised to work hard. You know what I'm saying? You got to get it. 
you know, yourself, don't ask nobody for, for help. May I ask, and, where, and where does the name America, come from? Where does the name come from? Oh, theft. That's uh, kind of long. So I used to steal a lot. And you changed. <laughs> you changed. Huh? How and old I are changed, you now? And I, and I keep the name. Sorry, I, I keep the name because it kind of reminds me of how I used to think. Who, how you used to be. How old are you yeah, now? It, how old were you when you used to steal a lot? And uh, how old are you now? I'm, 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 I just turned 29. Uh, I used to steal from, I don't know. I started like maybe 10 10 years old. Yeah, like can that. I bring you back, Theft? I want to talk a little bit more about that, oh, if yeah, you don't yeah. mind. Hang on. More with mm-hmm. Theft in a moment here. 800-259-9231. Why? We'll find out why he did steal and why he stopped. More coming up. You can take control. Bring up anything. It is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial in toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online. Freetalklive.com is the website. We've got archives. So some of you listening tonight are only getting our Saturday show on your local radio stations. How appalling. We do it weeknights, too. Uh, You can actually grab the archives over at freetalklive.com. We've got our podcast there. It goes all the way back to the beginning of January of 2009. Free. Free. There's no no logging in. There's no mandatory ads you have to watch or listen to or anything like that. Uh, You just go click and download, and you get them. Uh, They're free for you over at freetalklive.com. There are ads in the podcast, but there's not that many. Right, but you don't have to watch an ad just to just to get your hands on uh, the podcast. All right, so uh, let's, by the way, tell you, speaking of other podcasts, uh, speaking of podcasts, there's another one that I recommend. That's the School Sucks podcast. The 12-year process of government education has a dramatic effect on the mind of a child. When we enter school, many of our best personal attributes are already in place. We're curious, innovative, unique, creative, and hopeful in ways that many of us are rarely able to replicate throughout the rest of our lives. But over time, school sucks those natural gifts out of too many people and replaces them with predictability, obedience, and apathy. Oh, yeah. And it's also funded by theft. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government education. Visit SchoolSucksProject.com to learn more. That's SchoolSucksProject.com. Not as, our caller theft, but uh, what? real theft. You said it's unfunded by theft. Oh, right, right, right. Theft is with us uh, in Tampa. You're back on Free Talk Live. Now, Theft, I wanted to hang on to you here, even though we've got other folks that are waiting uh, to get on the air. Because, you know, you, you piqued my interest. Uh, you, you, the, the reason you're named Theft is you expo- as you explained a moment ago, is that uh, you used to steal when you were younger. You're 29 now. Yeah. You don't do it anymore. But you kept the na- the nickname because uh, it's something that rem- uh, reminds you of who you once were. And I just yeah. wanted to hear a little bit more about your story. I mean, why did you steal? What changed? I mean, I stole just, you know, as a young kid, you know, I wanted stuff, so I took it pretty much. I wasn't, I mean, I knew my family was Catholic and, you know, that's should not steal all that stuff. I kind of knew that, but Whatever, you know, I, I wanted things. But then it just, I, there was no way for me to make money, you know. Uh, we came, we moved from New York to Florida. There was, in New York, you could kind of make money on the side. Not, nothing illegal, but it's so much stuff going on over there that the, that the cops don't really notice a little kid in the back 
bagging some stuff, you know, and my uncle's giving me cash, you know. Mm-hmm. You couldn't really do that in New York, so I, I in Florida. So I came here all of a sudden, and it was like no money, you know, and we were making less, my parents were making less money. So I go to the 7-Eleven and just, you know, <laughs> I just take candy bars and started like that, you know, ice cream, sodas. Yeah, my cousins would come from New York. I'd be like, hey, I could get you a bunch of soda. You know, and it just started like that. And then this one guy met this one kid who really liked to steal, and he had me uh, he had me go inside of somebody's house oh. to take something for him. And and I I messed up because you, you, you ever done, uh, like, took something from, from somebody and then tried to place it back later, and hopefully they didn't notice? I did one of those, and I got caught. Hmm. You know, so I, like I, I took I took this kid's chain, and I saw he got mad, so I wanted to put the chain back. And when I went to go put it back, he caught me, and it was, you know that whole thing. But I kept stealing after that. Um, the name came because uh, I started DJing. Well, I wanted to start DJing, and I didn't have any, you know, I didn't have any money, so I went to a record store out here in Tampa, and I went in there, and I, man, I, if it was a movie, it would have been. Like Oscar performance, I took over. I took I took thousands of dollars from that place, and my friend said, "Man, you just committed grand theft." <laughs> so I just kept the name, and that was my DJ. But you know, I didn't really keep it for those reasons. But then I had an accident, uh, which I was badly injured, and I pretty much put it towards karma. And just there's a lot of things, you know, that's happened to me in my life. But I just keep that name because it reminds me of, about a lot of things and. What was it the uh, was it the accident that re, you know made you realize I, what I'm just I guess yeah, I'm curious that, as to are you did you just decide to you know, that one day that you'd had enough of your old ways and uh, yeah wasn't yes, anything yes, yes. specific um, yeah it wasn't it, it was a lot of little things you know mm-hmm. but I had to ask I was hit I was run over by a train in New oh York my gosh yeah 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 that's, that lived. could be karma very well could be <laughs> exactly you know and I didn't really know much about that but I guess it was like. You know, Earl from My Name is Earl, you wake up and you're like, whoa, okay, this had to happen maybe for some reason. Let me check it out. And I started changing, and I, my life started changing for the better, you know, and That's I good. mean, significantly. But, um, so you're right, Mark. People who are younger are more pro- having a greater proclivity yes. toward uh, committing crimes. Uh, people in, in more dire circumstances. Get rid of males 18 to 44. <laughs> people in more uh, dire circumstances are more likely to commit uh, those crimes. But over time, they uh, hopefully will uh, will grow out of it, which is why people deserve yeah. a second chance. Thanks yes. for the call, theft. We appreciate hey, hearing hey, from can you. I say, can I say quick, one thing? Quick, one quick, thing? quick, quick, quick. Okay. I, I got pulled over today, and uh, this cop. In the middle of the night, he was shining. I saw a blue light come out of his car, out of his car light, and he he was looking into the, into my car. Pulled me over for for whatever, and, you know. I had a I had a light that wasn't working, but he was looking right into my car, and I could see his face looking in my into my car, and I never seen this before. And I want to know if I wanted to know if anybody else out there listening in radio land, if they've seen this, and is this even legal? I mean, can you look into your car? Oh yeah, I mean, they can look. They can look into your car, and even if they, even if it is illegal, they can do it anyway. Thanks to them for the call tonight. We appreciate it because they just do whatever they want. And then later on, if somebody happens to have enough money with which they can hire a lawyer to challenge them breaking their own rules, maybe, maybe you'll get to hold them accountable. Not very likely though. Well, not them accountable. The government. Right. Let's continue here. Robert, listening in Fort uh, Fort Lauderdale to WFTL. Uh, Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. How you doing? What's on your mind tonight, Robert? 
I wanted to ask you something. Sure. You know, I'm listening to your show, and I, I think that your show is a good show. Thanks. And I don't think I know it as well. <laughs> you know it. And I'm wondering, you know, people bring up things, but what are the solutions? To what? For, for, for crime, like crime. I'm Here's a big one. Crime. Here's a, two, two big ones, okay? One, end the war on drugs right there. Almost overnight, you'll have a dramatic drop in the amount of probably seventy-five percent. Yeah, property thefts and things like that. Uh, also, an, another thing that you can do is to institute restitution for victims rather than just putting somebody in a cage. That means that instead of getting away with a whole bunch of stealing or or hurting people or whatever it is that the criminal is doing, uh, and then just having to sit it out in a in a jail cell for a while as their lives get worse and it makes it more difficult for them to get back on track when they get back out of jail, you give the ones that are willing to make good the opportunity to make good and uh, make their victims whole again. And the other ones that aren't willing, then uh, they'd have to find somebody to, uh, to put up some money for them to keep them alive because otherwise they'd have to subsist on... You know, the absolute worst of gruel or something like that. Making it so restitution was the system of uh, punishment rather than just putting someone in a cage it would, I think, go a long way toward prohibiting people from committing crimes in the first place. Thanks for the call tonight. But Let's continue. We've got to keep going. I'm sorry. we got to go to uh, Bob listening in Yakima to KUSA. Bob, you're on Free Talk Live. Bob? Yakima? Going once. Bob in Yakima going twice. Let's try Trey in Charleston, listening to WSC-FM. Trey? I'm actually delivering a pizza. Is this Trey? Yeah, yeah I'm actually delivering a pizza. I'll be back in okay, just Okay, tell second. you what, we'll put you on hold. We'll bring you back. Uh, let's try Andre, listening in Fort Lauderdale to WFTL. Andre, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, thanks uh, for taking my call. Yes, uh, First-time uh, listener and caller. Uh, I was just uh, on my way to uh, study when I heard you guys talking about the uh, illegal immigration issue and uh, just uh, wanted to chime in. Uh, because I've kept on hearing uh, a lot of issues with illegal, illegal immigration and you know racism and all stuff. Well, um, there's a couple folds. One, uh, I can understand a lot of people in this country um, with the illegal immigration backlash. Um, some of them have that sentiment of, oh, let's get rid of all the illegals. Uh, one illegal is one too many, and especially I know it's being directed specifically more towards the uh, Latino population. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though um, uh, China is the number two uh, country of, you know, origin of m- many of the illegal aliens out there, um, you know, so it's, you know, it's, you, it's not a Hispanic problem. You know, Andre, I'll bring you back here in a moment. I know you hadn't really finished your thought, so hang on. Uh, 800-259-9231. And that's really an aspect of the immigration uh, controversy and discussion that we haven't really even touched on yet. The futility, the impossibility of actually attempting to crack down or to, uh, you know, to essentially uh, bust all of these so-called illegals. Just the impossibility of that. You can't even stop drugs from getting into prisons. You think you can stop immigrants from coming into this country? We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is the remaining moments of the live Saturday edition of the program. Tonight, as always, it's Ian with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, if you're one of our Saturday-only radio listeners and you want to hear more Free Talk Live, you could have Free Talk Live weeknights. But you have to let your local radio station know that you appreciate the show first. So take a moment, call the local program director, say hello, tell them who you are, and tell them that you appreciate Free Talk Live and that you'd like to hear more of the show. 
and that would make a big difference for us. You can also go to promote.freetalklive.com to learn various other ways, uh, internet more uh, internet-related ways to help get the show into more ears. That's promote.freetalklive.com. Now then, freestateproject.org. That is one of the prime uh, sponsors of this program, longtime sponsor of the show, and Mark and myself are both participants. We made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project a few years back, and it's been great so far. We're considered early movers. It's a, a movement that is designed to bring as many liberty-loving people as possible. 20,000 of them uh, is the target goal. We're almost to 10,000 uh, to bring all of those folks together to the same physical location. And the, the location that was chosen is New Hampshire. In fact, you can come up, get a taste for what it's like to be up here in New Hampshire, get a feeling for what it's like to be around hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people at the upcoming Liberty Forum. It's happening in less than two weeks. Two weeks from tonight, we'll be broadcasting live uh, from the Liberty Forum. And you can go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to learn more about the Liberty Forum. You'll find out that uh, there's some pretty big-name speakers going to be appearing there, people like Andrew Napolitano. You might know him as the judge from Fox News. He's going to be one of the keynote speakers. Also, a couple dozen other folks uh, will be there. And go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Use our discount code, which is FTL, to save 10%. That's our discount code, FTL. Save 10% on the Liberty Forum at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. By the way, the counter is at 9,980. We are 20 people away, 20 participants away from reaching the 10,000 participant mark at freestateproject.org. We continue here uh, with Andre listening in Fort Lauderdale. Andre, I think you were getting to something. Uh, I wanted to make sure you had a chance to get your thoughts out. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, the, covering the issue with the uh, illegal immigration, uh, I think it's twofold. One, um, we got to secure our borders with the illegal uh, uh, immigration. How, how are you going to do that? Well, a couple things. One, um, is stop the bureaucratic uh, hypocrisy with uh, Mexico and uh, more specifically with Mexico. And then because, uh, for example, other countries like in South America, trying to get a, a visa, trying to uh, try to get over here in the United States, uh, they make it more difficult and compared to like countries like Mexico. But at the same time, um, we got to beef up our borders to control the immigration. So hire more bureaucrats, expand the government, uh, create a police state, right? That's what your proposal is? Um, not quite. Uh, no? Because that's what you're going to get. If no, you, if you I, wanna, I, understand. If you... I understand. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But, the, but the issue is, um, with the anti-immigration backlash... How, how is... many times a day are you willing to be stopped and uh, demanded your papers of you? No, none, none. Look, let me. That's let me, what's uh, happening, dude. Yeah, I, yeah, I got no, news for you, I know. man. No, I, I know. And the problem is, it's uh, um, the unfortunate uh, fact. It's it's a racial underlying tone because uh, you're having uh, brown skinned people um, that are eventually going to be overpopulating this country. Uh, how, how do you know what overpopulating is? Right, I think the say? Indians think the white people are overpopulating the country. I'm sorry. I think the Indians. American, American Indians. Indians think that white uh -huh. people have overpopulated the country. Thanks for the call yeah. tonight, Andre. I appreciate hearing from you. The fact is uh, overpopulation is a myth. Uh, there is plenty of room yeah. in America. Go to Wyoming for a second. You know? Let's continue here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Peter is with us, listening in California. Actually, Peter, I believe you're on the road uh, calling from California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Um, yeah, so uh, myself and currently... Five other individuals uh, are moving from California to New Hampshire, um, and we're getting there just in time for Liberty Forum. Now, now the, you're talking about the Liberty Caravan that's just launched today. LibertyCaravan.com is the website. And how many uh, vehicles are in the caravan? 
So far, um, we have three vehicles, uh, four vehicles, um, five people, and our own little personal anarchy. <laughs> so you're all coming up. You're making the move. Are all five of you making the move at this point, or is some people just coming up for a visit? Um, I think uh, at least three of us are making the move. Um, there may be more. Um, and so far, there's only five, but we're going to be picking up another gentleman either in Arizona or New Mexico. Oh, cool. And um, somebody else in Texas, and then another person in Nashville. I don't think any of those people are movers. I think they're just coming to scout out the area. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's going to be eight of us when we roll into New Hampshire. Nonetheless, a uh, pretty exciting uh, experience. You're going to be traveling across the country over the next several days uh, because you're basically going to arrive right before the Liberty Forum on, I think, the 17th or the 18th. People can go to libertycaravan.com. They can see your itinerary. They'll find out what's, uh, what cities you're going to be stopping in. You guys are going to be stopping down and meeting up with people on the way on the way up to New Hampshire and kind of talking about the Liberty Caravan, talking about the Free State Project. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah, we're going to be giving out a lot of uh, Free State Project uh, bookmarks. And uh, basically, our trip goes along Interstate 40, um, west to east, and and once we get to Nashville, we're heading up to to D.C. and then on up into New Hampshire. So if anybody is on that route, um, we want them to go to our website and find out how to, you know, just email us at contact at com and uh, let us know that they want to see us, We'll, we'll We'll make the stop. Great. That's contact at libertycaravan.com. And will you do us a favor, uh, Peter, and, or some of your other caravanners, just call in periodically over the next couple of weeks during our weekday show or whenever you've got something to talk about. When you're on the road, you're going to have some experiences, that's for sure. So you yep. know, anything you want oh, to sh- that's worthy of sharing, uh, will, you, will you please just give us an update? Oh, definitely. Yep. Hey, thanks. Have a safe trip. And uh, great to hear about that. I think it's a really cool idea, the Liberty Caravan. Okay. Thank you for the call tonight. Liberty Caravan leaving California uh, today, heading across the country to New Hampshire to arrive for the Liberty Forum. Uh, Mark, of course, uh, we're going to be broadcasting live from the Liberty Forum every single night. I think they're going to make uh, at least one of our – well, at least have one or two of them on the air, I think. As, By uh, as we, guests. you mean me, because you're going well, to I'll be there else. on Thursday night. I'll be there. Thank one of the calls. three. One of the three nights. We continue here uh, going to Jeremy, listening in Glendale to, I believe, what is a, uh, a community station. Je- Jeremy? You're on the air. All right. You know how that lady in South Carolina was saying all that stuff about Mexicans? Yes, she was being very uh, despicable. She was being very racist, and just I did not respect that at all. I I have friends from Bowling Green, Ohio, and Grand Rapids, and all them other places that are from that are Mexicans. They are born in America, but they're Mexicans, and I've met their families that were born in Mexico. None of them are dirty, and they're actually doing pretty well. But they've got diseases, right? No, they had no diseases. (laughs) It was crazy. The woman was talking about them being disease-ridden. It's like they're talking – it's like they're these dirty people that have nothing, but I know all these people that are born in Mexico that have great lives. They have have money. They have kids. They're doing well, and they don't have diseases. They're not dirty. I I did not respect that. Yeah, Thank you, you know, for when, when, when your thing is 
language, culture, and borders, you have to figure out more and more reasons to hate the people that have decided that they, you know, that they want to cross that border for a better life. And they might have a different culture, a slightly right. different They're, culture. Uh, they are going to have a different culture. They're going to bring us delicious burritos and tacos and things to eat. Look, <laughs> at, look at how American culture has changed over time. You know, you've got pizza, you've got uh, German food. There's all kinds of different foods here, and yes, things are great. wonderful. When you it's, sneeze, somebody might say, Gesundheit. Hey, a quick question. Just kind of a technical uh, listening question. You're listening to, uh, is it 103.7 there in Glendale? Or it's 1370. 1-3-7-0. Oh, okay. So that's probably WSPD uh, 1370. I was just curious about uh, how you were listening to the show. Thank you for clearing that up. Anything else you want to talk about tonight? Uh, like, well, just one last thing about that whole woman from New Mexico. Sure. Uh, I, like I said, I, I really disrespect, I, that was very disrespectful. But in my, I'm in high school, and I and I disagree with this, which is surprising, which surprises me. I'm out thinking an adult. <laughs> well, I, well, I hate normally, that. this is kind of the idea that adults have that they are so much uh, so superior in their mental faculties uh, than uh, than young people are, and clearly that's uh, that's not the case. Uh, right. I've out, I've outthunk like nine of my high school teachers, and it's ridiculous to me. I I hate it. Like, <laughs> and then they have all these racist slurs and comments that are extremely like the founding that I can't like it's ridiculous how, how many more years till you get out I I'm a freshman right now oh man I'm sorry to hear yeah. about that <laughs> thanks for the call tonight in prison they used to call it your EOS date but hey how cool that uh, somebody who's a freshman in high school is actually on the AM band tonight <laughs> it's rare and, and that, that you're listening on AM over there in it's Tol- the Toledo area right Right. Okay. Cool. Just south of Toledo. How did you end up? Just curious, since we got you here and you're a young young person listening to talk radio. How did you find the AM band? Like, have you always known about it and thought it was okay? Because a lot of young people don't care for it. I like I've never cared for AM radio, but my dad's sister's car has broken FM. (laughs) Well, hey, tune us in every Saturday night. We're here and we'd love to uh, continue to hear from you. And thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. Hey, Mark, we're done. It's been Ian with you. No, and Mark. And we'll see you uh, on Monday night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a super weekend. Hi, this is Larry Janeski of Larry Janeski's Basement Systems. I've been helping homeowners all across the country get the most out of their basements for 22 years. Right now, I'm going to bat for you. You won't believe how affordable a dry, usable basement can be. Call 888-600-1113. And take advantage of the economy to get the best deal in years. Now is the best time to fix your basement and keep your hard-earned money in your own pocket. Call 888-600-1113 or visit talkbasements.com and I'll give you $500 off your full perimeter basement waterproofing system. You can use your beautiful basement today for your child's playroom, a home office, or just extra storage. And don't pay a cent until 2010. I'll stand behind our work forever with a lifetime warranty. Call 888-600-1113 or visit talkbasements.com and I'll give you a free water watch alarm. Call 888-600-1113 or visit talkbasements.com.